Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Amit, uh, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Scientize our friend. You got a new project coming out on Hallmark, uh, December 7th, Rescuing Christmas with Rachel E. Cook. That's got to be an exciting time. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, I, I hope you guys enjoyed, as they say, as much as much as we had fun making it, right? Uh, Chris, it is my first Christmas feature, and uh, there's a lot of fun that happens on set with these type of movies, so I'm really excited for, for the world to see it. That's amazing. We're going to jump into it more a little bit uh, in a few minutes, actually, but uh, first, like, one of the first things I like to start off with is, you know, like everybody has a journey to the entertainment industry. I was doing some research on you. You you went all over the place, mechanical engineering, right into acting. Tell us a little bit about that. What made you change all this and get into this world? Uh, man, so look, man, at the end of the day, if we go back to my roots, uh, you know, I, I was born in London and I was raised between Lebanon and Ghana, West Africa. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, I, I came here as an international student. Uh, on a student visa uh, to the University of Minnesota. Uh, I, I've always wanted to act. I've always been, you know, in school, I was doing theater ever since at a young age, since primary school over in Ghana. And then when I transitioned to Lebanon, I always kept finding myself um, at the drama clubs in the school plays and whatnot. And it wasn't until uh, my last two years of high school, uh, I got cast as the lead in the school plays. Uh, and I, I did a very good job. And that's when I realized this is actually a, a skill set that I have, which is fun and cool. Yeah. But then my drama teacher was the one that told me, you should actually consider this. Mm -hmm. um, don't let it go away. So when I found myself in the U.S., um, this is back in 06. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because the majors that will allow you to stay in the U.S. are your engineering majors, you know, uh, doctor, doctor degrees, et cetera. The sort of the... Um, the difficult majors, if you, if right. you may, right. And then, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was a naive kid. I came to America and I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to pursue film and all this, but then I realized Hollywood LA is on the other side of the country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, cause, cause to me in my mind, it's like, I'm coming to America. I, yeah. I, I don't really know the difference. Right. But I found myself in the Midwest. It was one of the top 10 research schools. So my whole plan was, let me, let me just get a degree let me find a job. Let me stay in the country. Let me get my parents off my back. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's when I majored in engineering, graduated, got a job. And I started in Minneapolis doing uh, commercials. Okay. Uh, and, and funny story, the way I had my first commercial is, you know, right when I started the job, I started working at, at a consulting company, but the way, the way it worked out is they hired me for a specific client, but then that project, you know, the client, I guess, decided they didn't want to do the work anymore. So I was just a resource on, on the bench. And in the consulting space, when you're on the bench, that means that you're not serving any clients. You're using this time to, to study, to research, to develop yourself, whatever. Uh, and at that point in time, the company was going through a rebranding phase. Right. And th this was in 20, this was in 2011. The company was going through a rebranding phase. And I remember they told me like, yeah, we're doing this rebranding. There's a casting director. They're looking for actors and talent. And, you know, I remember my manager was like, you got a pretty face. Go to the casting. See what happens. Right. 
And and I remember I, I walk into the to the cast. It was my first ever. It turned out to be an audition. It's my first ever audition professionally. Uh, I get in. I take some pictures. I smile. And then the casting director asks me like, "Who are you with? Like, what agency? You like, I don't have an agency." And she's like, "How do you find out about this?" It's like, "Oh, I work for the for the company, your client." And she's and then she said, "Are you interested in doing this stuff?" And I said, "Yeah." And then she put me in contact with uh, more creative talent. Uh, and that's a talent agency in Minneapolis. And it was just, you know, a meeting, a face-to-face -face meeting. They signed me. And since 2011, I've been with them. They, you know, and I've been auditioning with them for commercials and whatnot. Yeah. And you won't believe this, but they're the ones that got me this Christmas movie because it was oh, wow. shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. so it's like a big everything goes right Unbel into yeah unbelievable and, and it's like you know and they said you know i, I came in as local talent but yeah. the whole crew is from la everybody's from la and you know i've obviously been working in la for a while and it just happened to work out you know perfectly it's amazing. and uh, and yeah so I've, I've been with them since i'm still with them today but after doing the whole you know targets your best buy i built up a nice commercial portfolio i moved to la in 2014 you know, to do more serious uh, film and television projects. Um, yeah, and that's how I ended up in LA. That's amazing. You mentioned making your parents happy. How did that conversation go when you told them that you're taking the other route, you're going towards the acting world? Look, man, the, uh, two things, right? The first thing is when I showed them a check from one of my first projects, right? Yeah. Uh, it was, a, you know, it was a nice, uh, you know, couple thousand dollar check. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, this is actually real. Cool, right? So it's like, kind of eased them into it. And then I remember the next one, I actually booked a, a nice campaign. It was for uh, a company called Walzer. And then, you know, they had my face on billboards, on on vans. There's still a couple of vans going on today. Mm. You know what I mean? But I remember my parents were visiting from overseas and I'm driving with my dad. And then I'm on the phone. And as I'm driving, I, I, I just tell him, like, look up. And he looks up and he sees my face on this big billboard. And then it was at that moment, he's like, that's my son then he knew like this this is real this is not a joke you know what i mean so that's awesome i think that's how i won him over back then that's awesome amazing yeah. so like throughout your you know your your journey to this into the industry and everything um what do you what do you feel like is your biggest accomplishment so far uh yeah, that that that's a great question that is a that's a great question because i'm personally very hard on myself uh, I don't know if it's the immigrant mentality, but, you know, I have to keep reminding myself from time to time again, like, you know, have some grace, take it easy. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell myself, like, you are living the dream. Right. Right. And, and to me, it's to me, the, the quote unquote dream is I'm getting to audition for big projects. Right. Series, regular roles, yeah. Netflix movies. I mean, I did a movie with Rennie Harlan, the director of Die Hard right uh, die hard too uh i've worked with you know like i've been in rooms with some very talented people that i grew up watching like you know like pierce brosnan uh paul ben victor from entourage i've worked closely with him uh so it's just a matter of like i've worked with these people that i've watched growing up i have to consistently remind myself that i'm, I'm living it right now mm -hmm. right so in terms of i don't want to say there's not one big specific project yeah. that I want to say, oh, it's the highlight of my career, but it's just a matter of just being in this position and being in those rooms and having these conversations and be it, being able to collaborate with some pioneers in the industry. I think that is, that itself is an achievement. So I think just being on this, on this journey itself is the biggest achievement, making things happen.
right? So you've done commercials, you've done TV. Uh, what's the what's the goal? What do you want to uh, nail on the, in the on the list there? You know, I the goal the the goal is to be international. Mm. Okay, I want to be able because my you know my life I'm a big I'm a, I'm a very family oriented person, right? I never forget the sacrifice my parents have made right. uh, to get me to this position. And my parents, they live overseas right now. And, you know, like right now I'm, I'm, I'm getting older and the decisions that I make now, I, I have to think about my family in addition to just myself. So you asked me, what is the ultimate goal? Honestly, man, the ultimate goal is for me to work on projects internationally as well as in the U S so that, for example, I can call my mom and be like, yo mom, I'm coming home for the weekend like Thursday to Sunday yeah. coming on hang out with you. And then I'm, I'll, I'll go back to, to set wherever I'm filming. So essentially it's, it's to expand that reach and just work on an international level. Right. Mm -hmm. And just use my, use my, my, my diverse background to my advantage. The fact that I speak multiple languages to my advantage, that, that is the ultimate goal now is to just, just reach internationally. That's awesome. I, I love it. I love how your family are. I'm the same way. Cause you say immigrant. I think of myself, I'm from Greece. I saw, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 you kinda, so for me, so right? I, whatever you're saying, it's like, Oh my God, like we're living almost like similar life of the, the way you talk about family. Yeah. yeah. It's the same way you always, you want to make them happy, but you also want to make yourself happy too. It's yeah, man. And like with, I don't know, I don't know how long you've been away from your family or, or if they live with you, but I've been away since, like I said, I, I moved to the U S in 06. Mm. That's a long time, man. I mean, I see my parents, you know, on holidays, yeah. on occasions, but I'm just realizing like, all right, this, we, we got to change this up. This is, I can't keep doing this holiday occasion. Thing, yeah. right? like, I do want to spend more time and, and be present. And at this point, like I, I'm doing what I set out to do and I'm living the life that I've always wanted to. So now it's a matter of how can I, how can I just bridge these two worlds together? Right. That's, that's yeah. the goal. That's awesome. So yeah, let's jump into uh, to your latest project now, Rescuing uh, Christmas. Uh, first of all, what do you think is the love for Hallmark and these Christmas movies during this time of the year? Because like, they're on twenty four hours a day, all the way till January. What do you What do you think yeah. is like the What do you, people love about these movies? Look, last night I myself put a Christmas movie on, right? And I I I because uh, I'm right now I'm physically in Minneapolis. I, I came okay. here for Thanksgiving. Uh, I heated up a nice Jack's pizza, right? These are pizzas that you get from like the grocery store, yeah. gas stations, right? Now, I used to eat these back in the day when I was in college, right? So I heated up a, a, a cheese pizza. I made a hot chocolate and I put on a Christmas movie. And you know what? Why? Because number one, they just make you feel good, yeah. right? They make you because it always takes you through this emotions of appreciation for family, appreciation for love. Right. It just it it just makes you feel good, man. Right. And and I, I think the world needs it right now. Yeah. Right. We need it more than ever. We need a, we need as much positive content to make you want to pick up the phone and text your friends and like, you know, like like, hey, like, hey, what are you doing? Right. Or just text your mom like, hey, mom, I'm thinking about you. I miss you. Know, like you just want these. I feel like these projects trigger these positive uh, outcomes and, and actions that people take. Um, I, I think that's why they're great. Let me just make you feel good. What was your experience on uh, this set and filming something like this? Uh, I I learned how amazing of a job these crew uh, are able to do when it comes to creating like fake snow, you know, creating that winter environment. 
they did such a good job to a point where I remember the first day when I was stepping out on set to film, the very first day, on the floor, they had it look like there was ice and snow and all that. And, and I'm, I was literally tiptoeing, afraid that I'm going to slip. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh, shit, this, there's no snow. It's all, it's all fake. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they actually tricked me, right? So, um, I don't like, I guess set design, right? Set design is huge for these Christmas movies. And then it hits me. Like, I'm pretty sure these guys don't film in the win- in the middle of winter and Christmas. They don't. They just don't, right? Yeah. Uh, so that was a cool thing that I learned. And the second thing was, um, especially with this with this project, I mean, uh, our, you know, our director, she literally let me just play around. Right. It was a very it was a feel good environment. Um, you know, Emily was like, whatever you want to try, go ahead and try it. I want you to have fun with this. And it was very it was very easy going. I really love that. Um, like you can set like the spirit of the set can be reflected on the screen. I hope because uh, to me, it was just a lot of fun. And these type of movies, they get filmed pretty fast, too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They, they were. They were they, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're working late hours. I remember you know, all through the night and everybody was just pushing and pushing. And yeah, you can definitely pump out a lot in a, in a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. So we see you as Archie. Uh, what was the description you were given for this character? So Archie is a, uh, he's a photographer who is self-absorbed. Uh, he's selfish. Doesn't think about everybody but himself. He loves himself too much. And uh, he plays, you know, the main character's ex-boyfriend and he's trying to get back in the picture. Uh, so to me, you know, I, I looked at it and uh, I just channeled back to the days when I was very single and I had no responsibilities and all I cared about was me, myself, my career, right? Because I, I, I went through that phase in life, right? Because yeah. I had a lot of pressure I needed to perform. Everything was around me. So, <laughs> so I said, let me just take it back to, to that point in time. And, uh, and it was great. It was fun. I mean, the guy's unhinged, man, so I get to do whatever I want. That was fun. And it was nice that you said that she gave you pretty much freedom with this character too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when I say, and when somebody gives me freedom, uh, I will take it. Mm. You know, right? So they put cookies in front of me. I tore up those cookies. You put, <laughs> and, and, and like in other previous films that I've done, when I see food around me, I'm, I'm not afraid to go all in. Okay. So I, I love the freedom aspect of it. Yeah. Any, uh, any challenges playing this character or any like, uh, ideas that you shot like you know i want to switch something a little bit from him do have him do something else yeah you know yeah because you know when you uh when you accept it's not a challenge but when when you accept that let's keep trying different things you know eventually it's like you gotta you gotta find out different uh motivations for you to produce something different on screen because you don't want to repeat yourself right so more takes we do the more i find myself all right like what do i do now you know, what, what can I, like, how can I spin this now? So eventually that becomes challenging. You need to have good improv skills, um, you know, to be able to, to, to maintain that, you know, the, the freshness of, of each right, scene. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned you play, you play uh, the ex-boyfriend for Rachel Lee Cook's character. Uh, how, would you, how do you describe the chemistry between you two and between these two characters? Um, so between the characters, so Archie, Archie's... Like he's a people person, right? He knows how to get his way through his smile, through the words that he says and how he speaks to people. He's very good at winning people over, mm. right? And uh, and I mean that's what he does. But then eventually, you know, uh, Rachel's character, you know, she comes to her senses, and there's the reason this guy is an ex, right? 
So I, I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin. Right, it. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, but Archie is the type of person that will get whatever he wants um, through whatever types of manipulation, through his charm and wit, and yeah. So it's it's easy for him to bring people back in. Yeah. Now for this yeah. film and everything, uh, what are you hoping for, like the audience remembers about your performance in this? Do you think? I I just want to <laughs> I just want to laugh. Yeah. I just wanted to laugh. I wanted to have a good time. I just wanted to just shake their heads and be like, oh, my God, this guy. That's what I want, <laughs> you know? Um, so I really I really hope they do enjoy that. It's like I said, man, it's a fun film. It was a good time. That's amazing. I mean, especially when, like, when I was reading the description of the film, it pretty much is like she's wishing, like, Christmas is pretty much gone. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, so her, her character, uh, you know, she's not, a, she's no longer a fan of Christmas. And then, you know, this is public information, you know, yeah. Santa wants to grant a wish to one human being and she happens to be that person and she wishes for Christmas to disappear. Mm. And it happens, right? So, and you know, that's that's why the film is called Rescuing Christmas. How are we going to get Christmas back? Right, right. So you mentioned you watched uh, Last Night of Christmas movie. Which one was that? I got to put you on the spot. It's uh, it, was, it was Will Packer's film. It's called uh, Almost Christmas. Okay. I think it's called Almost Christmas. It has Danny Glover. Uh, I think his name is Jesse Usher, Usher Jesse, one, one of them, and uh, Gabrielle Union. It was it was a very JB Smoove. Mm-hmm. I like it from Curry Enthusiasm. It was a great fun cast, and and that was the movie. And Monique, whew, there's a scene. I don't know if you uh, watch Monique, but there's a scene of Monique and JB Smoove, and these guys are both incredible improv actors, right? So just seeing them going head to head like that, that was very fun to watch. Now, is there a specific Christmas movie that you always put on every year? You have to watch at least once or twice. Yeah, it's Best Man Holiday. I never heard Best, of that one. Best Man Holiday. Yeah, that one. That one has uh, Morris Chestnut. Um, uh, what's 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 his name? Uh, oh my God, he's an All American. Why am I blanking? I'm blanking. Look, I can't believe I forgot his name. Sorry. But I'm blanking. Best man, um, I mean, best man, it's like a it's a it's a it's a franchise, right? They did the, the first one, I think, either in the 80s or early 90s, but then they came back and did the one called another one called Best Man Holidays, um, this past decade, I believe, and then they came out with another series last mm-hmm. year. Um, so it's like a franchise, and you know, I've I've watched them and and I've seen how these people's each and every individual of them, their careers. Uh, has grown so it's always nice to kind of go back and and watch them when they were younger and stuff so awesome so but yeah that's my my favorite christmas so we have uh rescuing christmas december 7th uh what other projects are you allowed to talk about that you, that you got coming up anything uh i mean i've got a project called dope queens uh that's a, that's a movie we did in san francisco uh it's about I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, that's another one. I'm just waiting on the release date for that. And I'm also yeah. working on two shorts right now as well. Uh, one's called Montu, one's called Mobius Loop. Uh, these are two projects that are currently in production uh, that I'm working on. So it's good, man. And the strike ended and the phone, right. the phone started ringing, you know, one, two days after. And we just got busy. So that's really cool. It's amazing. Like I I'm said, a... Yeah. That's like it. I was saying, man, just great fun. I'm, I'm living it. Right. So it's every day when I remind myself of that, I was like, thank you, God. That's all that matters. Uh, I mean, lastly, uh, how can the listeners and viewers now find you on social media to keep up with you? Yeah, it's uh, Ahmed Mawas Official. So Ahmed, A-H-M-E-D, Mawas Official. Right. On Instagram. That's every Instagram? 
Instagram. Yep. Instagram and Facebook. That's amazing. I mean, I want to thank you for giving me for Miss study. This was great. And let's get you back on with future projects. Yeah, I'd love to, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.